This is Kent Clothier. If you are looking to improve your life, improve your business, and just get it all together, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Time Is Now podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Kent Clothier here. Thanks for joining us today. So I'm joined by my really good friend here, Mr. Eddie Speed. What's happening, big man? How you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Um, how you holding up and everything? Well, other than I'm the busiest guy you've ever met, I'm actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. So, dude, I, I wanted you on here because I know that, uh, you know, as we both know, quite frankly, the the opportunities are uh, getting ready to be boundless uh, inside of the real estate space. Um, and, you know, I don't want to, I'm sensitive because I know there'll be some people that'll they always do. They're going to come at us and say, oh, man, how you, you guys are talking about opportunity when so many people are something like, I'm, I don't wish this upon anybody, right? Uh, and I know you feel the same way. This is the last thing I want to happen in uh, the economy. This is the last thing I would want to happen in, in the, the United States and the real estate market at large. The reality of the situation, though, is that I am not in control of that, nor is anybody that, that is here. Um, the market is what it is. The economy is what it is. Unemployment is what it is. And it's going, to, the new norm, the new paradigm shift is going to be here for a while. And because of that, everybody that's watching this, you will get a choice in your life. And you're going to, that choice is upon you now. You're going to either get the opportunity to focus on the opportunities that are in front of you and help a lot of people. Uh, help people out of difficult situations and and also help yourself and your family and you owe it to them to do that. Or you're going to focus on the obstacles and ultimately you will look up and you'll play the role of the victim and you'll sit back and wish that you had uh, actually, you know, paid more attention when it comes to sessions like these and others that we've had. Eddie, as I said, is a uh, very good friend of mine uh, based out of South Lake, Texas. There are those offices where I, where I grew up. Um, we've done a lot of business together over the years, known each other for a very long time. He's one of the smartest guys I know when it comes to real estate, specifically in the, in the note buying, the seller finance, creative finance industry. Quite literally, there's nobody better in the entire country uh, to talk to you about this here today. But I'm going to tell you guys straight up here that what we are about to cover is some high level shit, right? Um, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not for the brand new real estate investor that doesn't even know how to fill out a contract, that doesn't understand what wholesaling is or anything like that, quite frankly. This is for the, the guy or girl out there that has a business, has an existing business that is trying to figure out how to pivot uh, quickly, right? And not lose sight of what your current business is, but add some things to your business that could really be, again, not only beneficial to you, but beneficial to your clients in a very, very profound way. And I can tell you that the climate that we're in, and Eddie, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you in a second. The climate that we are in is quite literally perfect for uh, what Eddie is an expert in, right? This is going to be a much bigger part of the conversation for the next, for the foreseeable future, right? Uh, it just is what it is. As I said, Eddie is an expert, been doing this for 30 some odd years um, when it comes to not only uh, creating seller finance notes, but ultimately buying them and selling them and playing on the market. I mean, he's done in excess of 50,000 of these notes. It's basically, uh, like I said, he is the guru to all gurus in this. And so um, I can't think of a, uh, a more qualified person and a better person, quite frankly, to come in front of you guys today and talk to you about really kind of what the landscape looks like and why this topic is so, so valuable. So Eddie, let's kind of jump into it, brother. 
Well, um, Kent, when I started in the business in 1980, and that was 40 years ago, right? I entered into a market as a young guy, 20 years old, and was calling on realtors, home builders, people in the real estate business in some way, shape, or form. And they'd been in it for decades, and they were all scared to death. And I walked in thinking it's the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life because I had a strategy that they weren't embracing, which was buying seller finance notes, mm-hmm. right? They were they were in an environment where interest rates were 20% and they were trying to figure out how to survive and I had entered into it from a different angle. It's the best thing I'd ever seen. If that one life lesson taught me one thing, Kent, it's all about mindset. Amen, brother. Because they had all the advantage. There's no right, way right. that I should have been doing that. They should have been doing what I was doing. In fact, funny enough, my cell phone rings a while ago, and it's one of my mentors, Ed Langton, from Grand Bank in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And literally, he's one of the two guys that taught me this business in 1980. My father-in-law was the other one. Wow. Right? I mean, literally, I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. you and I were struggling trying to make all the technology work, and one of them was Ed Langton leaving me a voicemail. That's funny. And um, so, it's all about mindset. So, Another thing, Kent, you have been to these classes that I do, and you've seen me do all the whiteboard stuff and whatever and stuff. And and as you said earlier, if you're a beginner, this conversation just isn't for you right now. We're not trying to be disrespectful. If you haven't done 50 or at least 100 deals, and more likely 50 deals a year, this is not your conversation at the moment, right? Right. This is your big boy britches on thing. Right. Because we're going to talk about like a training that I'm going to do. It's just a workshop. It's not a pitch thing in any way. It's a training I'm going to do Monday. But if you don't, if you're not industrial strength, it's just not a fit for you. Yeah, it's going to go over your head, man. If you got to slow down and figure out, you know, how the way the way a car works, then uh, you're not you're not ready to go Formula One. And this is this is kind of the this is kind of that. But here's what I'm going to do the workshop about on Monday. I'm going to do the workshop about things, about ninja guys that you and I know in the last 30 days that have come to me and said, oh, crap, how am I going to fix this? All got big time resumes, right? No babies. So we're going to say how in the world, one of them is going to be Seth, your your guy, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and it's like they're all savvy guys, but it's like, how do you structure crazy deals? And people ask me all the time, how did you figure this out? You know, when I figured it out? In post-1980, in post-1986 in Texas, post-9-11, right? Post-2008, that's when I figured this crazy stuff out. I didn't figure it out when everything was good. I figured out, Kent, when I had to essentially take monopoly money to buy a piece of property or a note because there wasn't no real money. Right. In fact, that's what I'm calling this presentation, creative financing with monopoly money. I love that. I love that. Because so, that's, that's it. So basically, I mean, let's just kind of go high level here for a minute. The bottom line is, let's just talk about it for a second, and then I'm going to let you kind of do your deep dive. But, you know, you and I have been together for a long time. And when when you finally got my attention, you know, and uh, got me in a got me in a, a, a headlock and basically I finally it clicked with me was when I understood that when it comes to deals, having the ability to negotiate with people and kind of uh, effectively 
you, when you're negotiating, you always have the opportunity to do one of two things. You can negotiate on price or you can negotiate on terms. Most people that see this will, will uh, only be familiar with buying off price, right? And so they're, they're always kind of trying to negotiate the best price when they're purchasing uh, or negotiate the best price when they're selling. And the reality in your world, to your kind of point, is that when you, when you came into this, you didn't have any of those preconceived notions. So you just came in automatically assuming that you could go in there and buy a deal on terms and have a seller set up and finance effectively your acquisition of their property. Um, and so because you were just so naive and because you were just so full of shit when you get started, it just happened to work. And then you continue to improvise and, and build on that and built an empire doing it, real wealth doing it. Um, and now I've taught tens of thousands of people to do it all over the country. The, the basic concept is that, and why I want everybody pay, you know, that's watching pay very close attention, is that if you are one dimensional in your business, especially in times like these, it is, uh, it's, it's risky. You're literally putting yourself at risk, right? If you, you need to have real solutions in your back pocket and I don't, on how to go in there and understand that it's totally possible, first off, and then go in there and aggressively do it, but buy properties with finance, seller financing in place. Because the moment you can do that, the world goes like from this to like this, right? I got this one narrow thing and all of a sudden I can do a bunch of things now. Yeah, here is, here is the most practical example at the moment I could give anybody, okay? Mutual friend of you and I that, that uh, works in another mastermind calls me, and he calls me a month ago and he says, look, we got an issue. Every hard money lender has sawed down their loan to value by 20%. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they have pretty much figured out you got to put that much more money in a deal. Mm -hmm. Or you got to figure out some creative financing that's on top of the hard money loan. Right. I said, sure. It's called a piggyback second. Totally got it. Right. But what I want people to realize, and this is what I'm going to talk about on this thing on Monday, right? There's piggyback seconds, Kent, and there's piggyback seconds. Right. Like when you would think in terms of, or most any real estate investor would think in terms of a piggyback second, the lender's going to loan sixty thousand, and the seller finance seller guy seller financing is going to loan twenty thousand. That that money together makes the deal work, right? Right, right. But here's the thing about it: maybe, maybe I say eighty and twenty, or whatever the number is, right? In other words, the the, the traditional lenders lends eighty thousand, the seller lends twenty thousand. But here's a better deal, Kent. Instead of making that seller finance loan temporary make it permanent. You see, it doesn't matter whether you're buying it and you get a hard money loan or you're wholesaling to somebody else that's buying it from you and they're going to get a hard money loan. Put that seller financing in place and make it for like five, six, seven, eight, ten years. I love that because then it becomes a component of when you go to resell a product, you've got good financing in place for your buyer. Exactly. I love that, dude. I love that. So, there's so many, there's so much cool shit that you can do that most people just don't even realize is even negotiable. I mean, some of the stuff that you shared with me is, uh, you know, the being able to substitute collateral, being able to, you know, talk about that for a second because I, I love that strategy. That if you go in, and then I'm gonna let you kind of go down into it, but, but for me, the light bulb went, went off that, man, if I'm really good at negotiating a deal, a seller finance deal, and I can negotiate really good terms for a long period of time, kind of like what you're talking about. Exactly. I come in here and I, you can get a $100,000 seller finance deal at 1% interest or whatever it is, 2% interest, 
for 10 years, being able to substitute that collateral. So even if I pay this deal off, but basically take that loan over to somewhere else and put new collateral in it on a new piece of property, it's still great terms. I just did that like this week, right? You know, it's more continuation of some of this, this country land that we sell, right? We, we get this lady that we owe this money to and we're moving her loan. We're moving her loan from a piece of property to another piece of property because she loaned us the money that's due out in the future as in like eight years from now. She loaned us the money at 0% interest. Yeah. Right? So why no, you don't pay that off. You write it into the provision that we agree that we're going to go put that loan on another piece of property of like kind. Right. So she's still protected. She's still got collateral. She's good. Nothing changes for her. She's good. But you get to keep, but you got, you've been so good on, a, uh, on putting a loan together that it's such a good rate. You get to keep on moving. I love that because I'd never, I mean, until you shared that with me, I'd never even thought of something as creative as that. So right now, Kent, we're going to see an excessive amount of seller financing written because- Now, why is that? Explain to people why that is. Because the hard money lenders have dropped their loan to value. Right. 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 So the dynamic, I mean, it, it literally has to do with just simply that, the, that people are requiring the hard money lenders, the people that are loaning the money to your buyer, if your buyer's not paying cash, whoever you're going to wholesale it to- they're, they're, you're, you're fixing flipper. They're borrowing hard money. They're going to be required to put a lot more money down. And in, in lieu of that, here's, here's why this becomes a big deal. Look, I just hung up from a call that the, the CEO of Sherman Bridge and the CEO of Lima One were on there. Okay. Both of them know me well. And, and, and they are saying, you can't blame them. They're just two significant recognizable lenders in the market. Every one of them are doing it. And they're saying, we've obviously, we have to lower our loan to value. But we're open-minded. We'll let people do seconds, right? A seller second. They, they may charge a little more rate. They may, I mean, they may do some other things. That's not unreasonable because it's not your skin in the game, right? But here's the thing about it. Even if you're wholesaling the deal, Kent, to somebody else, you're going to go take the deal to them and they're going to get a hard money loan. Well, with the new requirements, they're going to have like 30 or 40% in the deal if they pay you a good wholesale fee. Let me right. just tell you, that's probably not going to work. But here's right. the thing. So we're going to see, a, we're going to see an, an excessive amount of seller financing added to real estate investing in the next 90 days. To me, that's, an, that's, an, that's a foregone conclusion. Well, here's what I'm saying to you. You have been around me enough now to know that Eddie's not positioning this, this as like I like to say your your daddy's old Oldsmobile, right? This isn't just seller financing. This is very strategic seller financing. I, I mean, it's 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 not you you can do something. I mean, there's a lot of people that rent properties, right? But your family really knows how to rent a property, right? Right. Right. It's a, it's a big business. They all know the strategies. They run, they run it like they know all the little hidden secrets and hidden uh, opportunities uh, and leverage points in, in, in that process, to your point, and so do you in your, in your world. So that's one dimension, right? That's immediate market fix. 
I'm I'm going to do I'm going to do this thing on Monday. I'm going to talk about a guy that showed up at my doorstep. Very sophisticated guy. In fact, a guy you know. I'm not going to call his name on Monday because it was a workout scenario, and I just don't want to. There's just no point in bringing his name into it. But mm-hmm. he brought me a deal where he where he borrowed money from a hard money lender out of a self-directed retirement account. And all of a sudden he's got a deal that he's got a seller finance or it's not going to work because conventional lending fell apart. And now all of a sudden he's got to go swap his seller finance note for part of the payoff of his loan. I'm listening. Then I showed him how, then I showed him how to take his hard money lender out of a self-directed retirement account and sell a partial and recoup 50% of the loan amount, and he still owns a residual interest in the note down the road. So it gives his retirement account some liquidity to go out and play again, but all of a sudden, nobody loses money. I love that, dude. So he swapped a payoff instead of cash for a seller finance note that he created, and it was a disciplined seller finance note. It was a great note. Yeah, the customer paid 90000 now. It's an awesome deal. So part of it was cash and part of it was he swapped a note. You see what I'm saying? I mean, these are the kind of things that as this market turns, there's there's a, it's like you said earlier. I mean, you kind of got to be careful. Like people think you're being opportunistic, right? That you're like taking advantage of them, right? Let me just tell you something. You can structure a deal that everybody wins if you know how to carve it up. Now, the seller of the property can just take less money for his property or he can take terms and all of a sudden get a lot more of what he wants. Think about all the people that have landlord property today that it's not exactly what they're looking for, right? Well, I mean, would they rather get money over time or just take a discount today? So when you walk into a deal, Eddie, and I know that, I mean, you've been doing this for a very long time, but, when you walk into a deal, do you go in believing in just about every situation? There's an opportunity here because I because I'm so creative that I, I feel like I, I on every deal I can figure out a way to put something together. And I want to know what the fuck that feels like. <laughs> can't can't you know I'm a country boy, right? So no, I, get, the, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I love country boy sayings, right? My dad used to say, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, right? So there are some deals you can't fix. Right. But I will tell you that sometimes that some mutual friends of ours will will come to me with a deal. And I have to just stop for a minute because I'm thinking on the surface, I can't find the deal. But sometimes when I pause and, and count to 10, so I think I can fix... 75% 75% of deals. I don't think I can fix 100%. Right. But I will tell you that you've had some guys that you sent through me, like Seth, yep. and Scott, and those young, smart guys. And sometimes they'll, they'll bring a deal, what I call the deal lab. And I'll have to stop for a minute and go, I don't know that I can make this better. I don't know that I can fix it. And then all of a sudden, I just, I get my head into it and I can find out a fix. Right. Well, the reason I'm asking is because I think it's, you know, as the saying goes, knowledge is power, but, but there's a huge difference. And I want to make sure that I'm making this point to everybody here is a huge difference between knowledge and comprehension. Comprehension requires uh, the knowledge, certainly, you know, and like you talk about, you're, you're doing this workshop on Monday. I mean, that, that's part of it. But 
getting into the mix and understanding the environment that we are in now and that we will be in for the foreseeable future and the opportunity to walk into any of these deals and have a high degree of certainty, you know, probably the best way to say it, that, that, that you have multiple solutions, multiple arrows that, that in your quiver here that you can pull out and figure out how to put the deal together. Not only is that advantageous for you as the real estate investor or as the problem solver, but that is advantageous for your client, right? For the seller that's sitting there or for the buyer, whoever it is. When you, when you become the architect, right? And you have the ability to unlock these things, not because, not because of anything else, but the knowledge you have gained and the wisdom that you have gained. That is a, that is a not only is an advantage uh, for you personally, and professionally, but that is an advantage for everybody involved with the deal. Because it's one thing to talk about being a problem solver. It's one thing to talk about, you know, that you can bring solutions to the table. It's a whole nother fucking ball game, man, when, when it gets down to this level. And that's what I love about it. And that's the reason why I've sent so many people your way is because I just think it makes you so much more valuable. Talk about confidence. I mean, confidence knowing that I mean, and this is this is what I tell people when when I'm, I'm kind of sending your way, and this is you know, I'm just kind of echoing absolutely the way I, you know you know how much I love you, you know how much I love what you do, and I know, but what the fact that you can literally open up your eyes in the morning and know you're never going to be broke. Think about that. That man, get me in front of the buyers, get me in front of the sellers, get me the leads, and I'll figure out how to put a deal together, right? Where everybody wins. That is a hell of a skill to have. Well, and Kent, markets markets make people do different things, right? You you and I know that there's a certain demographic that says they want to be a real estate investor, and they don't want to go do Eddie Speed stuff because this is just too hard. This is like this isn't as simple as flipping a house or whatever and stuff. And you were telling me some of the other people that I'm honored to be on that list. You were telling me some of the other people you've had on had on an interview in the last couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. Let me just tell you something. Life wasn't freaking always easy for them. They had to go figure something out somebody else didn't figure out. And and let me just tell you right now, you know, the only thing that I believe that I bring to the marketplace is I have been doing this a long time. So I can show people case studies of examples so that they can springboard off of that to go do it. They don't have to start with a blank sheet of paper like I did. At least I can show them some case studies and say, well, this was the problem. This was had, this was what had to be solved. Here's how we solved it. That's what I, you know, I mean, for me, that's what I've worked at so hard is to do. No, it, you're right. If somebody just wants life to be so simple and they want it to be, and if you can't explain it to them in two sentences, they're not willing to do it. I'm not a fit. So, with somebody, uh, you know, experienced real estate investors, or even you know, hell, maybe be experienced real estate agents that really, you know, understand the game I and mean, they have the working knowledge, and they want to come and uh, hang out with you on Monday. What are they going to pick up on Monday? Well, it's it it is advanced, but I'm going to take real case studies, and I'm going to back into these numbers and say, here was the problem here's how we would solve the problem, right? You need to have some comprehension of loans and amortizations. If, if, if it doesn't make a lot of sense to you that the difference between paying somebody on a second lien with an interest rate and paying them out over five years and paying them with no interest 
and no payments and paying them at the end of 10 years, if that doesn't click with you that there's a lot of difference in the in one, you know, deal one was okay and deal two was amazing. If that's not going to snap, it's, it would be too advanced for you. Right. I'm just, right. That's why I said monopoly money. I mean, you know, I'm showing people how to structure deals where, where the price on the closing statement appears to be this, but the way you're configuring how you're paying them back is figuratively, it's like paying them with monopoly money. And why do people agree to seller finance deals, Eddie? Well, I mean, right, you know, you, you and I were having this conversation a year ago and I'm saying, you know, you can overcome price and, you know, they, they're stuck on price. They won't discount their house. Today, forget all that. It's a matter of making a deal close. I mean, if you're right. wholesaling a deal right now and you're going to go take it to, to the person you're flipping a deal to, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably 90% of the time, they're going to get a hard money loan to buy that deal and be able to pay you your wholesale fee, right? Correct, correct. Certainly if you're, I mean, there are definitely extreme cases for sure, right? I mean, like if you're flipping a deal to my family's company, that wouldn't be the case, but there are, if you're flipping it to your average uh, not buy and hold, but your average fix and flipper, right? Your rehab guys that, that are buying 50, doing 50 deals a year, 100% that's the case. Okay. Well, well, today on average, right? They have to pay 20% more cash for that deal than they did six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So think about, it. let's just do it at scale here, right? So basically um, you've got somebody that before, they had a property that was going to be after a pair of value, $500,000 in order to buy it from you, they were going to have to borrow effectively $400,000 from a hard money lender with points and interest that quite frankly are going to be aggressive. They always are on hard money, right? That money's expensive. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, again, I'm, I'm kind of throwing this out there for sake of round numbers. Everybody don't take me too literally, but hypothetically, they're going to have to at minimum have 20% down in that deal period. Now, all of a sudden, instead of $400,000, they're going to have to bring, or instead of bringing $100,000, they're going to bring $120,000 into a deal. No, 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 no. $200,000. Got it. So twice as much money into the deal, right? So instead yeah. of going with eight, it's, instead of coming in at 80 basis points loan to value, the hard money lender is going to come in 60 basis points. Exactly. Right? So effectively doubling their down payment. Okay. So now you understand the gravity of what we're talking about, right? So it's a hundred grand in the past. Now they're going to have 200 grand. There are a lot of people sitting around that don't have a hundred thousand dollars. That That's the cash flow that they would operate out of, right? They don't have that kind of cash flow just sitting around. Can't better, better. The way I'm showing them to structure it, they don't have to come up with a dime except your wholesale fee. I love that. Okay. So I showed them how to get the seller to carry enough of the financing where, where, where you're now your wholesale buyer doesn't have to come up with the money, which means he's willing to strengthen his offer of what he pays. 100%. Because right now the problem is, is the wholesale offers are getting choked back. They're not offering near as much money. 100%, right? Your okay. deal looks infinitely more attractive. Okay. And the way we're going to do that and why he's willing to pay more money is because it's not just necessarily going to be a bridge loan. It's not just a six month loan. While you've got the chance to put the, the seller financing in place, you're going to structure long term financing out of it. And he writes a subordination clause in the, the loan so that if, if the hard money loan is paid off and permanent financing comes in place, 
there's still the seller second and he's still in second position. I love that. I love That's that. And by the way, just so everybody understands, um, because I think this is really important because as we're talking, there's inevitably when we, you've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a long time. There, you've always got the people that are sitting there. Shit, man. Ain't no way anybody would do this stuff. How many times a year are seller financing notes put in place in your opinion? Is it millions of deals a year? There's a, before the, before this happened, the average was about a hundred to 120,000 transactions a year. Right? 120,000 times a year. So 10,000 times a month. And it's only going to grow based on the, what's going on right now with the it's, pandemic. It'll be exponential. Right. But here's the thing. It's not that people aren't going to do seller financing. I mean, it's, trust me, your hard money lenders are going to teach you how to do seller financing because they realize that you can't make the deal work if you don't do. I mean, it's not, it's not brain surgery, right? You call it a piggyback second, right? Mm -hmm. The seller carries a second. It's how you structure the terms that creates the value. It's not just that you get the seller carry financing, but it's what you negotiate that he'll carry. And here's the thing about it. We're in a market condition at the moment where sellers are willing to conditions that they would have laughed at you 60 days ago. Right. Right. Because they're not losing. So there's a big, again, going back to the whole thing, there's a big difference between knowledge and comprehension. A lot of people may think they know about seller financing. There's a whole other level here that, that, that what you're talking about, where they can go structuring the notes in a way where they can live on. Uh, and, and create value down the line, even for the next buyer and the next buyer. Correct. Right. And that's just one aspect of it. There's degrees of football. Okay. There's junior high B team football and NFL football. Both people would say they played football. Right. There you go, baby. There you go. And I would argue that you guys are you guys have been playing in the Super Bowl for a long, long time when it comes to this stuff. There's nobody better that knows how to structure this kind of stuff. And there's a reason why people, you know, have turned to you for so long, and a reason why we've been together for so long, and a reason why I send everybody that I've got to you is because there's there's um, when you're trying to get, cut through all the noise and confusion when it comes to, to seller financing, I just don't believe in in playing JV, right? I believe in sending people right to the best and the best uh, out there. Uh, so people are going to come in on Monday and they're going to learn. From a case study standpoint, right? Real life examples of, of hey, these are the scenarios that you need to understand how to to navigate uh, and potentially create win wins. And, and with the outcome that somebody's coming to this on Monday, the outcome we would hope that they would have is at a minimum a an appreciation for what of what the dynamics and the economic pressures that are coming there about to for that are about to create this tsunami of of, of activity right here that if they don't know how to navigate correctly, they're just going to be sitting on the sidelines and their competition is going to figure it out real quick. Here's what I think. If a guy shows up on Monday and a guy, I don't mean guy gender related. If a real estate investor shows up on Monday and they're savvy, they've closed a hundred deals. They've closed a hundred deals a year, whatever it is, they're high volume, a ninja. I call them a ninja real estate investor. If they're that, I can whiteboard it out and go through the process. It's it's a little hard to track the numbers here when we don't have the numbers, right? Mm-hmm, but I, mm-hmm. I can slow it down and show them the numbers, show, sequentially build in how the process is and give them some solid, and I'm doing this as a give back, right? I'm doing it a give back because if we don't do this right, correctly right now, then it's not going to set us up 
for where we need to be 90 days from now. We can have a different conversation 90 days from now. I'm going to show people probably three or four, maybe five. I'm trying to gauge how much I can give them. It's only three hours. I'm going to show them at least three or four completely different angles of how to approach this. Not just one. I'm going to show them how to do a sub two, right? I'm going to show them how to negotiate with a hard money lender in a way they hadn't considered. Uh, so there's some other things that I'm going to show them how to do because people have existing loans on the books or the guys you're flipping to have loans on their books that they haven't considered. Here's the good news. As bad as the situation is, we are clearly going to see a chop in the underwriting, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's, there's clearly a chop in traditional financing and underwriting. Right. Okay. Well, guess what? You want to have an advantage over traditional people selling traditional real estate, be able to offer financing when other people can't seller financing. Then all of a sudden you just, you just gained an advantage with a, a high quality customer that other people don't have. And then obviously, as you know, I've got financing techniques to show you how to recapitalize. So your money's not just stuck in the deal. There's ways to recapitalize once you own a note, the note's now an asset. You used to own a piece of property. Now you own, right. a, now, now you own a note. And if there's strategies that are duplicatable to recapitalize that, you wake up and you own your own bank. So let me, I wanna ask one more question and then we're gonna I'm, we'll tell them where they need to go to get, get signed up for this. How important is it, and I know what your answer is gonna be, but I just want you to stress it here. How important is it to structure these notes correctly from the very beginning? Because you just said something extremely powerful. Um, the note is an asset, but that's not always true. The note is not an asset if it's not put together correctly. It's a piece of, piece of paper that means jack shit on the open market that nobody and their brother will ever buy from you because it's worthless. Uh, how important is it to put together correctly? Well, the difference of what a note could be worth from a note could be worth 95 cents on the dollar or a note could be worth 45 cents on the dollar. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you can have, you can have the, you know, it's kind of like whether it's a, an old baseball card or an old painting or, or an old car, you know, uh, just because you got an old, you know, 56 Corvette or whatever it is that, that is beautiful it doesn't mean it's worth what every 56 Corvette's worth, right? I mean, if it's in mint condition, it's been taken care of, it's been babied, it's been garage kept, it's been, you know, that car's worth a hell of a lot more because it was been done from A to Z, been done correctly versus the guy that's kept it in a garage where the garage has fallen down apart and the weeds were growing out of the floorboard. That's kind of the, the same analogy here, right? You can, if you structure a note incorrectly, it's still a note, you know, it's still a Corvette, but it's very different than if you had just done a few things along the way and from the very beginning, that would have made it really, really valuable. And so having this information from the very beginning, uh, I, I've said it so many times, is, is so important to people for a variety of reasons. And again, I'll just go through them again. If you don't know this kind of information, then you're one dimensional. So you've lost, you're losing a competitive advantage. Number two, you need to know it under these types of circumstances because it will create more deals and more opportunity because you're solving more problems for more people. And number three, learning it from the very beginning the right way not only sets you up 
uh, right now from a money-making opportunity, but it can set you up for the rest of your life and for generational wealth if you do this correctly, right? Um, there's, there is, and those are just three right off the top of my head. There are a variety of reasons to not only to have this information, but to, to understand how to do it correctly, how to understand to do it in this environment and understand how to do it where it can set you up for, for many, many years to come. Many of you, um, and you know, Eddie and I, you've, talk, you've seen Eddie and I talk about this, whether on podcasts or webinars or whatever, we talked about this a lot last year, that many of you are spending money on marketing today. Uh, and in our current environment, we have become fat and lazy and accustomed to um, you know, effectively getting one out of every 25 leads, we're able to turn it into a deal. And imagine with this kind of information where now, you know, it's, you're able to do two out of 25. What does that do to your business? Um, I'll, I'll help you understand what it does to your business. It fucking doubles it. That's what it does to your business, right? It doubles your opportunity and your income, right? To know and one right now, And right now, this is excessively more critical than it was. You told people that 90 days ago. It's not that you didn't. But right now, right. from what I'm hearing in the marketplace, this is it. So, by the way, this- How do, how do they get signed up to come to your thing on Monday, dude? By the way, this hat is not a political statement, except for one thing. It is a political statement about make seller financing great again, because it is on the menu. Amen, baby. Amen. <laughs> All right. So there's, you're going to post a link. We're not, we're not putting this link out. No kidding. I'm really not. I'm not kidding. It's not like we're not blast emailing this link out. I called you. On, on, on an, there's, you're going to put this in a couple of groups that you have to be qualified to be in that group. There is mm -hmm. a group that is not qualified, so it's a self-select. But I'm just saying that if you're not of the ninja level, this is not the level of training. I do training that would fit you, but this would not, this day wouldn't be it. So post uh, that link that I gave you, because that link is only for your guys. It is okay. not the general public. I'm asking people to be respectful. Don't be passing it around a bunch of people, you know, sharing the link and, you know, with a, I, I don't need a bunch of babies on there. I need some guys that can swim with me a little bit, but this is a, this is going to be a solid deal. It'll be, I, I'm central time. Remember I'm in Texas. So mm -hmm. it'll be from three. I'm going to take about a 15 minute break about halfway through it. I'm going to, I'm going to finish up at six 15. This will be on Monday. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'll have somebody helping me monitor the boards. I'll try to answer questions, um, but I'm gonna try to move as fast as I can showing people different strategies. Literally can't, every one of these strategies, I have solved this problem for one or many high volume real estate investors in the past month. By the way, one of these is on a $5 million storage facility. Oh, wow. So this isn't just for little houses or whatever. I mean, it could be on like there, you know, there's going to be a bonanza zone commercial. You know that, right? Oh, for sure, baby. Oh God. It's coming. Yeah. And it's going to get, it's going to get hit a lot, a hell of a lot harder than, but to your point, I mean, this is, this is how you take them down and this is how you put the deals together right here. Yeah. Huge disclaimer. Do not sign up for this class unless you are an experienced real estate investor. Eddie's pointed out that, you know, there's plenty of classes that he puts on that you guys can take. If you don't know what the hell you're doing, you just want to learn from the ground up. That's cool. And I would absolutely tell you to do that. Uh, but if you're a experienced real estate investor, uh, you got, you know, 50, hundred deals under your belt, maybe even doing 50 a year, whatever you're doing here. And this is a, 
you understand that that a lot of what's going on in the market and that the markets you know that, that the ground is shifting then i highly uh, encourage you to get your ass on this on, on this call here right uh eddie's a very detailed guy right which a uh, very tactical guy uh, so it's not going to be this esoterical, high-level bullshit where he's going to get down in the weeds with you and show you some some real stuff, some real examples, and kind of walk you through the process of exactly how to set this stuff up. And I would highly, highly encourage you guys to get on there. Um, I, I thought it was important enough to make sure that you know we made this spot right now for Eddie because I think it's extremely timely, it's extremely valid, valid, and it's extremely important that, that this information is is got is put in the hands of the right people at the right time. So take him up on it, Eddie. Any parting words? It's uh, if the goal for the training is, is to give back. I just think the industry really needs it right now. And uh, you and I have a heart for, for guys to, you know, help them help them figure out best strategies at the moment. And so it's just to give back. Really appreciate what you do. And uh, very honored that you'd have me. Love you, brother. Uh, and I will uh, get this out there. We'll get in front of the right people. And uh, I look forward to hearing all the feedback, man. All right, bro. Good to Take see care. You. Give your family my love. See ya. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't gotten signed up yet with one of our award-winning products, I would invite you to go to reww.com. Check it out. Whether you're looking for advice on entrepreneurship, you're just looking for access to our Real Estate Investing Academy, whether you want to attend one of our upcoming live events, everything you need is right there. Plenty of videos, plenty of free training, plenty of access to software and tools that will help you to become a really successful real estate investor. Again, everything is right on the site at reww.com. You can also check us out at can'tclothier.com. 